I'm Wayne. I'm Shay. Two guys giving you our most biased and unbiased takes from games, scores, news, injuries, and other topics around the National Football League. Seeing it from both sides of the field, separating the pretenders from the contenders. This is No Man's Land from the 50-yard line. All right, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wayne, and as you heard my my co-host over there, Shay, we're here to discuss everything National Football related. Like we said, from news, scores, injuries, firings, all those things through our eyes. How you feeling today, Shay? I'm pretty good. Got football going. Football's back. Football is back. How you feeling about it? You know, with everything going on in the world and quarantine, the pandemic, we got the NFL back. I'm excited. I mean, all summer long, I thought this was not going to happen. I, I wasn't doing my usual countdown to the season because I just thought it was a no-go. But, I mean, that first Thursday night game came and it never looked back. It kind of felt unreal, man. It kind of yeah. felt like the like like Christmas Eve, like you're waiting for Christmas to get here. But, exactly. you, you know, and then it finally came. I'm, I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't expect for it to come. But then once, you know, you saw the NBA doing their thing with the bubble, the NFL had to do something. They had to like you can't have the NBA and then the NFL, you know, a prideful league organization just sit back and not have a season. Yeah, still was a little nervous. I mean, as me and you both know, let's keep it real. The NBA is just kind of better at definitely, definitely, (laughs) definitely. They take more precautions. Um, The bubble idea was dope, but there's absolutely no way you could do a bubble with the NFL and as many players as you have on a roster. Uh, But, you know, Players did have the opportunity to not to decide not to play and still get paid. Man, and that might have been a mistake for some people. It it might have, but it might not have been. Uh, I understand. You know, we had players who just had newborn babies, and you know, they're they're thinking about their families. You know, we always say it's much more than sports, or you know, it's much it's deeper than football. And for some of these guys, I think it was great that they that the NFL did provide them with the opportunity to get paid at the same time, opting out of the season. Uh, especially with a with a short, very short offseason workouts um, and no preseason. You know, I think that that was a smart move. So, you know, with that being said, what would you have done yourself personally? Would you have opted in this year or? Uh, me personally? Man, that's a tough question. Because, um, I mean, we're a couple weeks in and now I see that everything's running smoothly. But I mean, like I said, back before they got things kicked kicked off, I really was nervous about the season and COVID tests coming back positive all across the league. Um, it's a possibility that I would have came back. I mean, w- without me having any kids on the way or any kids at all, um, right. it's, it's definitely a possibility. I can see that. Cool, cool. I ah, man, I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. Still, you know, we're only going into week three right now, so it's it's still too early to tell for me. I don't know if I would have. Same thing as you, not having any kids on the way, me being my only responsibility, uh, I, I might have risked it just a little bit um, just because, one, I love football, and two, you know, it's money. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the fans, though? I know we had <laughs> – That's the one thing. Was it, was it the first game of the season yeah. uh, that we had fans out there on that Thursday night game? Yep. How did you feel about Same. that? I didn't like it initially. I thought, all right, if, if tests are going to come back positive, it's going to be from having fans in the stands. I understand that they got rid, rid of tailgating. But, I mean, fans are going to do what fans do, which is get drunk. And then afterwards, you know, uh, they're going to go out and socialize with one another. Right. Call up on top of each other. So, I mean, 
that I'm a little worried about. That I can see being taken away from fans if it gets out of control, I and mean, rightfully so. But, I mean, at this point, I feel like, you know, we just need some type of normalcy in the world. And when it comes to the U.S., football is normalcy. The NFL is normalcy. Agreed. So, I mean. It, it gets no more American in sports than right. the NFL. Um, so, with that with that being said, because, you know, for those of you listening, we both are Carolina Panthers fans. Yep. Um, starting next month, you know, we're, we're going into week three by the, by the time this podcast drops, you know, we'll be in week three. We're a little late. Uh, our apologies. Um, we tried to have this out before the first game of week three, but we had some technical difficulties and then, you know, we were just kind of waiting around to see what the NFL season was going to do the first couple of weeks before we started this actual podcast. So we're diving in a little late, but better late than never. Um, so next month in October, I read that the Carolina Panthers and as well as some other teams are allowing fans to be in the stadium. You're just shaking your head, so I don't even have to ask the question if you're going to be there or not. Wonderful, That's great. I will not be in attendance uh, for multiple reasons, actually. Uh, obviously, one, safety is number one, always in life. Remember that. And uh, number two, what's the point with Carolina this year? We are clearly in you, a rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was that was my first initial thought. I was like, you know what? Why would I even risk? Why would I risk, you know, possibly catching COVID-19 by going to a Carolina Panthers game this year of all years? You know, it's not – let's be real, guys. Like, one thing that we are – although we are biased and unbiased, we're going to be real about a lot of stuff. And for those of you that know me, that are listening, and those of you that are going to get to know me, I will call the Carolina Panthers out for their stuff all the time. And I am not afraid to admit that this is not our season. This is not our season. So I will not risk my health for this year's Carolina Panthers team. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. You know, best of luck to them. But like you said, we're in a, we're in a rebuild uh, mode. You know, we're looking at the possible, you know, top three picks coming up in next year's draft. So it's – yeah, I'm not. I'm not risking that either. For those of you who do decide to go out and catch some of these games, please be safe. I would say don't go do it, but I'm not one to tell you what to do. Uh, all right, so let's let's jump into last week. We got some week two recaps. Um, so I'm gonna read through some of these. Well, I'm gonna read through all the scores and games, and then we're gonna discuss some of these because there were there was a lot going on in week two, a lot. So we have first up the Bengals and the Browns. The Browns won 35-30. Panthers and Bucks. Bucks won 31-17. Cowboys and Falcons, which we're definitely coming back to. The Cowboys won 40-39. Giants and Bears, 17-13. Lions and Packers, 42-21. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. That bad man, bad, bad man, as Stephen A. Smith says. Jags and Titans, 33 to 30. That was a little bit closer than I expected, you yeah. know, from Ryan Tannehill and Derek, Derek Henry um, and the boys. Vikings and Colts, Colts 28 to 11. Then we had the New England Patriots, the Cam Newton, New England Patriots, uh, losing to the Seahawks 35 30. We're going to come back to that yeah, one, definitely. Fun. Uh, the the Panthers of the North, as they call them, the Buffalo Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills won 31-28. The Niners and the Jets. The Niners won 
to 31. Rams and Eagles. Rams beat them 37 to 19. The Steelers beat the Broncos 26 to 21. The Cardinals beat the Washington football team 30 to 15. The Chiefs beat the Chargers 23-20. Ravens outlasted the Texans 33-16. And the Raiders beat the Saints 34-24. So let's jump real quick to this Browns and Bengals game because we had a nice little bet going on with that one. Um, It was – I don't know what to call him. I don't want to call him the Wonder Boy as in Baker Mayfield. But um, for those of you who don't know, I I am not a – Baker Mayfield fan. Uh, I didn't believe in the hype when he came out of college. Didn't think he should have been number one pick against the newcomer, Joey Burrow. That's our guy. That's our guy right there. Uh, we had the, we had a nice little bet. Uh, I'm going to say who I bet it on. I bet it on not Baker Mayfield, but the Browns team as a whole to, to pull out that game. Good bet. And Shea decided that he was going to take me up on that one, choosing Joe Burrow and the Bengals, which on any other day, you know, I would have chose them. But, man, that Browns. So, unlike you betting on the Browns and not Baker Mayfield, I was betting on (laughs) Joe Burrow and not the Cincinnati Bengals. Big mistake. Big mistake. Let's get into that. We can get into that defense in a minute. (laughs) But Joe Burrow has been doing everything that I think that we expect him to do since he's came into the league. Uh, he's thrown it pretty well. You know, they're, they're sitting at 0-2. Uh, I wouldn't say the first game was on him, his loss. Although he is the quarterback, I mean, the kicker should have hit the field goal. Yeah. Um, then the Browns, yeah, man, the, the the defense being a little bit more experienced than the Bengals' offense versus, um, you know, those weapons, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Odell delivered, you know, I always was a firm believer that Odell, he all, he always plays his best in the face of adversity and everybody was on his case after week one. Um, and then Jarvis Landry, he didn't do too much, but he did just enough. So, you know, the Browns, their offense outlasted the Bengals defense. Definitely. It was Odell had a, he had. That one long reception, and then he should have had another one, but it was a pass interference that helped him move downfield. Uh, but he didn't play. He didn't play much in the second half. I noticed, and that's when the run game really took over. That's when the Bengals almost came back. Yeah, he's starting to become a humble guy. Uh, he recently just came out and said he realizes his role is going to be different with this team. It's mm-hmm. going to be a run-heavy team. So now he's looking at uh, how how to get those glory moments now, and he's saying with that it's going to be getting that block that allows Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, you know, to take it all the way on. Right. So, and and even with that, you know, that opens it up. I know wide receivers can be divas, but I have a wide receiver mindset. So with that, you know, yeah, block here and there, but that's going to open things up for that play action. And with Odell's speed and talent, he's going to be there for the ball. All right, let's jump to the Panthers and the Bucks. How are you feeling about this one? I didn't care. <laughs> uh, I I didn't care at all. We all knew we were about to take this L. Uh, what I didn't expect was us to have a little fight. Um, yeah, I, it is what it is. I mean, I saw the fight. I liked the fight, but I I just knew we were somehow still going to come out with an L. I appreciate them. I guess making a little bit of entertainment. If I gotta watch, uh, I do see some some 
potential, some hope, Robbie Anderson. You you did tell me at the beginning when we picked him up, you thought that he was going to be a, a nice little addition. He's one of the top five receivers right now when it comes to reception. I saw that. He's, receiving yards, actually. He's definitely yeah. up there. So I don't know how long he plans on being with this team, but, I mean. I'm not sure. Do we have him on a one-year deal, or is it? I, I, I think I got, I got a feeling it might be a two- or three-year yeah, deal. I think it's more than one. So. Um. With his speed, and we know that he has the uh, the relationship with Coach Matt Rule from college. So Matt Rule definitely knew what he was getting into, uh, getting out of, I guess, Roby Anderson, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he's, Teddy, Teddy's not playing bad either. That's, that's the thing that's killing me. You know, I I like Teddy. I liked him when he was in Minnesota. I was yeah. all for him, and I'm all for the, always all for the black quarterback, uh, except for Jamarcus Russell. But, um, <laughs> I I don't know if I I don't know I I do know but I know that I don't trust a quarterback that wears gloves to lead me to the promised that land. That is very weird. It yeah. it is you know but if it works for him, cool. Uh, I think three hundred sixty-seven yards. Yes, he did, and you know we had the Christian McCaffrey injury that we'll get into later, but they were pretty entertaining. I'm I'm interested to see what Mike Davis looks like coming in to week three because he I think he he played solid to come in unexpected uh in the second half of that game um Tom Brady was Tom Brady outside of that one interception from uh your boy Jackson uh Dante Jackson um Tom Brady did his thing and so did uh Mike Evans which was great for my fantasy league uh definitely helped me get the win but Leonard Fournette ran all over us in the second half. In the first half, we it was like we we could stop the run, but we couldn't stop the pass. Then in the second half, we stopped the pass, but couldn't stop the run. And with that, you know, we have a we've talked about this plenty of times. We have a young defense. Mm-hmm. You know, we drafted in all seven rounds, all defense, and it's cool. I've seen some some promises. You know, uh, defensive tackle Brown. He has some things to clean up. I like the kid uh, Chin back there at safety. Yeah. I like him. I think our cornerbacks are they're gonna. It's gonna be some growing pains with them, but I think eventually, you know, once they get some more experience under their belt, they're gonna be good. Brian Burns is a beast. Um, our linebackers are. That is, <laughs> that's gonna be where where the big question mark. Our linebackers and offensive line to me is always gonna be the question mark. You. You lose a talent like Luke Keekley, and it definitely, definitely shows. Yeah, we lost the heart and soul of that defense. We did. I, I don't know who's going to pick it up. So, you know, in this situation, I think that it's going to be more of a team effort because now you don't have Luke Keekley to be relied upon. So I think that, you know, one of the reasons why we drafted all defense and all these young guys coming in at one time is so that they can grow together. They can build that, um, that bond of playing together. Yeah. All right. Enough about the Panthers because we'd be sitting here all night. Cowboys and Falcons. Woo! Falcons going Falcons. The Falcons are going to Falcon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't – there are a lot of teams that – I don't dislike a lot of teams. I don't care for the Falcons because, one, they're in our division. Yep. And, two, I get the most junk talk from the Falcons fans. Um especially after the Panthers lost their Super Bowl to Denver, but then they turn around and blow theirs to the Patriots. Um, the Falcons are going to Falcon. How do you how do you not recover that onside kick where you can touch the ball at any moment, but Dallas has to wait 10 yards 
and you have what maybe like four guys surrounding the ball. I don't. I really don't have an answer. If, <laughs> I, I don't. If you're a coach, what are you? What are what are you saying to your players when they come to the sideline? Are you saying anything to them? Are you just looking at them, shaking your head? Are you looking past them, say, not know, even wanting to see them? You say, guys, I know I'm fired. <laughs> I know I'm fine. Oh man, <laughs> that's basically it. Like, how do you not? I mean, that's that's one thing that you that you learn. How, I don't remember kicking onside kicks in Pop Warner, but in middle school, middle school and high school, definitely like you have times where you are during practice, you're practicing these special team drills, and I know I heard an analyst say like. Yeah, a former player analyst at that saying like, yeah, on Saturdays you practice this because those are the easy days you practice special teams and onside kicks are one of those things that you practice. So the Falcons must have missed that memo. But I think it was a it was a great showing by Dak. Um, definitely when he's trying to get this money in this contract, it looks good on his resume being able to drive them downfield and, and get them just in the right position for that field goal. So first – I'm not going to give the Falcons any excuses. One, because I hate the Falcons. Uh, and two, I mean, they're, they're these are pro athletes that get paid millions of dollars to know the rules of the game. One person I saw out there was Julio Jones. You can't tell oh, me he don't know that the ball, he can touch the ball before 10 yards. So I'm not going to give them any excuses. But I will say maybe what was running through their heads is, damn, that's a nice-ass kick. I, I mean, the kick uh, was I think, <laughs> were they were they mesmerized because like it was spinning perfectly? Or I've never seen anything they, like it. It was a nice ass kick. You know what's what's crazy is, you know that was the later game we were uh, watching because the Panthers they tried the onside kick with Tampa Bay and Justin Sly had turned the ball flat. He didn't have it sitting up on a on a kicker's tee or anything, and he kicked it. Unfortunately, it didn't work in that way for us. But for the Cowboys kicker, I can't think of his name right now. It worked perfect, and it was like it, it really was the perfect onside kick without having it to bounce. Because when it bounces, you know there's a right. there's a better chance that the the receiving team can just jump up in the air, catch it, or grab it, fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. In this case, it basically just like slid across the ground, it was and so they they might have been confused. No excuses, but and my next Falcons. point, Cowboy fans, chill out, <laughs> <laughs> chill out. Uh, it, it was one game. Yeah, I mean, it was a great comeback. I would have been hype about a comeback like that, too. But, I mean, y'all shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Nah. I mean, your coach is not looking like a good coach right now. An- another dumb decision in week two. He had one in week one uh, where he should have kicked the field goal, went for it on fourth. This week, went for the two-point conversion. Shouldn't have done that. I think he had another blunder, but I'm, I'm blanking on what it was right now. So, I don't know what's going on with Mike McCarthy. Uh, I thought they had something when they picked him. I thought it was a good pickup. Now, I mean, it's only week two. I'm not going to question it too much. It's week right. two. They didn't have a training camp. Everybody's a little sloppy right now. So I'm going to give him a break. But, I mean, y'all got to chill. It's one game that y'all sh- y'all really didn't win. Atlanta blew it like they do. They blow leads. So, I mean, congratulations. So, so to you, this is more of an Atlanta loss than a Cowboys win. Bro, how do you – how do you give up? I think it was 16 points in like five minutes. That's that's, that's true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, if it was Patrick Mahomes, I, I could see that. But I mean, nah. Not the Cowboys. And you know what's crazy is like I was I was reading tweets and 
Cowboys fans after the win were like, oh, y'all counted us out. Yes, y'all did this. Did. Like, but the crazy thing was, I saw all of that. The doubt was coming from the Cowboys fans before yeah. they, oh, man. Uh, I saw somebody burning a Matt Ryan jersey after the game. I was like, that. you can say what you want to about Carolina Panthers fans. We may have put bags over our heads on those down years, but I've never seen a Panthers fan burn a jersey. All right. So going into close games, we're going with this uh, Patriots and Seattle Seahawks. Man, you had a little bet on that. We did. Another one, which I won. Yeah. Um, once again, Carolina Panthers fans, but Cam Newton is our guy. Always and forever, Cam Newton is our guy. If yeah. Cam goes to the Super Bowl, I'll be right there rooting him on. With the Panthers being in a down down year, rebuilding Definitely. year, I'm obviously rooting for Cam all the way this year. So, all the way. Which is why I picked him, even though in my heart, I, I mean, I kind of knew Russell Wilson was going to do what he does and ball out. Um, I wasn't necessarily so confident in the Seahawks defense like you were. Like you were saying the defense has Cam figured it out. This isn't necessarily the Legion of Boom. So I thought Cam could overcome that. Cam really did overcome that defense. Fell a little bit short. So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Seattle's defense. I said this on our upcoming bet with the Bills and the and the uh Patriots. But the reason why I took Seattle was Russell Wilson. Like yeah. I Russell Wilson is a beast. He, it is what it is. And now he has a beast of a receiver on the outside in DK Metcalf. Who the Panthers could have picked, picked up. Um, and so I was banking on that offense versus, you know, a pretty good Patriots defense. But I didn't rely on Cam Newton and the boys, which they almost – I almost lost that bet. If Cam would have went to the outside, we, we'd be having a different conversation, a different conversation. But it was a great, it was a great game. Um, also another great game with the rookie coming in with the start, the Chiefs versus the Chargers. How do you feel about the former Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs against the the young gun and Justin Herbert and the San Diego Chargers? Or, yeah, San Diego Chargers. Uh, I mean, they showed a little bit of vulnerability. I mean, they showed that they're human. Uh... I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, they still got the win. They're still the Chiefs. They're still undefeated. They still got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it's good to see that they might have a little bit of competition in that division this year, hopefully. But if not, definitely in the years to come. Looks like the Chargers are on the upcoming. Uh, Justin Herbert got the start. He he looks like a star. He's a beast. The play that stuck out to me was the Chiefs defender trying to take him out, hurt himself. Yes, him. on that run. Like, he... That like he's okay. a big he's a big boy. Yeah. He is a big big man, whatever. But it I haven't seen anybody hurt themselves trying to tackle a quarterback, a quarterback? since Cam. <laughs> since Cam. So you telling me and Justin Herbert just a like rookie. shook it off. A rookie. A rookie who got the the nod literally before kickoff. Right before kickoff. Just... And he he came in and balled out. Like he had a good first couple of drives. Of course, he was gonna make some rookie mistakes, which he did. I thought that the Chargers had a very good chance at winning that game at one point. Defense was all over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and then, you know, we got into the little discussion on <laughs> Patrick Mahomes running on that, what was it, third and 20 or second yeah, and 20? Third and 20. And he picked it up. And, yeah, man, I didn't – I knew he was slow, but it, it, it kind of looked like he was taking his time with that one. I was surprised he got it. But do you think that teams are now going to figure out something with this game against the Chargers, uh, against 
the Chiefs? Absolutely not, because Andy Reid, I mean, comes up with new plays every week. So, I mean, that's that's why I say no, because the coach that they have. Because Andy Reid? Yep. So not necessarily the talent, because right. it took a while for Tyreek Hill to get going. Here's the thing about Tyreek Hill. We know he's fast. You can't you can't mess with that dude when it comes to speed, keeping up, this and that. But he does drop balls. He does. I'm starting to see he, more he does. and more. And he's not he's not necessarily a, a big guy that he can out muscle somebody. So it really takes him getting and all he needs is a, is an inch of getting open to get the ball. But he definitely dropped a lot of balls um, yep. this past weekend. So I'm I'm interested to see. You know, we got Monday night. Chiefs versus the Ravens. That's going to be a great game. Uh, We'll give our picks on that one later on. Uh, But as we talked about, Justin Herbert got the go-ahead start literally right before kickoff. Is this it for Tyrod Taylor? (sighs) Man, I hope hope not. You know, I've always liked Tyrod. I like him as a backup. You know, I like Tyrod as a backup. Um, But this seemed like his time to finally start. This was his home. You know, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. Well, he was going. He was going to at least get half a season or this first season under his belt before they handed the reins over to Justin right, Herbert. That's why they drafted him. Uh, I did too. I was hoping that he did get the whole season because you know, like I said, I've always liked Tyrod, and I thought that I didn't think he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I thought that he would be a good quarterback for a franchise who I wouldn't say has a lot of weapons, but. He can make a, a splash somewhere that needs a good quarterback that doesn't have great weapons where he can really showcase his talents. And to find out that the team doctor punctured his lungs bef- like yeah. right before the game, I know the NFLPA is looking into it because, you know, who's not to say that this is the organization's plan to get Justin Herbert on the field. So crazy. if you're Tyrod, what's going through your head? never on my side <laughs> never literally it's just he's not a bad quarterback this man is a good quarterback but just it just never works out where he goes for whatever reason i mean injury seems to be the main thing i don't think it was a thing in buffalo right buffalo just they found josh guy. allen yeah so it was like sorry then he went to cleveland and everybody he, dies in cleveland yeah everybody dies in cleveland he got hurt baker mayfield got the start beat the Jets, and then everybody in Cleveland just hyped them up, and then, yeah, it was over from Tyrod for there, and then he went to Chargers, hurt again, week two. Yeah, man, I am, yo, that, it, I hate it for him, prayers out to him that, you know, I don't know how long it takes to recover from a punctured lung, but I know he's going to be out next week. Uh, they play against our Panthers, so that'll be interesting. Um, man, so do you, Going forward, say it takes about four weeks to for him to get back on the field. Say if, you know, Justin Herbert is, I want to say balling out, but if he's doing good enough to get like a couple wins underneath his belt, say if they beat the Panthers and then they beat whoever else, you know, coming up, he's maybe throwing two interceptions, three or four touchdowns, but he's putting up, you know, close to 300 yards a game. Tyrod Taylor can come back week four. Let's say this is week three. He can come back week six, mm. week six or week seven. I think that that touchdown to turnover ratio is what's going to do it for me. I mean, if he's not really turning the ball over, then I keep him in there. 
And I mean, honestly, he seems to be making smart decisions. He had that one bad decision that ended up in interception. Yeah. Um, They got a good running game. They do. Eckler and and, Kelly. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, he shouldn't really have too much pressure on him. So, I mean, that's tough. I guess they got a heck of a wide receiver, too. Um, Was it Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen. Yeah. So they have a stud at wide receiver, some nice running backs. I mean, he balled out with Patrick Mahomes, almost got the win. Let's see what he does these next three to four weeks. If they end up in three to four Ws, I don't know how you go back to Tyrod. I know the coach has been backing him because, I mean, it was it was Tyrod's job to start. Right. Like, you know, it's his job to lose also. And it wasn't anything that he did. It wasn't his play on the field. I appreciate it was, that respect. It was I I do too it, you know it's, and it's tricky especially with this investigation going because like I said it could be looked at as this is the organization's way of getting him off the field just to put Justin Herbert out I, I would like to think that they wouldn't do that but at the same time you never know what would you do ah man if I'm the coach sheesh ah I'm always a firm believer in rolling with the hot hand so if <laughs> if Justin Herbert is hot. We're going to keep it going. If he starts to backtrack, Tyrod, suit up. Let's go. Um, I don't want to use it as an excuse, his injury as an excuse for continuing to sideline him. But if I were to put him back in, I want to make sure he's 100% healed. Uh, so I'm rolling with that high hand, giving Tyrod some extra time to recover. I mean, let's face it, it's the Chargers. They're, we're not expecting them to make noise this year. So let the rookie get some games under his belt, but at the same time let Tyrod play out what could possibly be his last season as a starting quarterback. Uh, it's 2020, man. You know, it, the way that everything's been going this year, like, hell, why not let Tyrod just continue to play? And you know that Justin Herbert has shown and proven, you know, in those games, you know, let the rookie take a little bit of time off, continue to learn from the bench, and then you know what you got in your starting quarterback come next season. So with that Tyrod Taylor injury, we are jumping into – all the NFL injuries from week two, which is one of the reasons why we had our intro song as Bodies by Drowning Pool. All right, so our NFL week two injuries. We have Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants, Anthony Barr for the Vikings, Marquise Blair for the Seahawks. Man, we had an overload for the 49ers. We got Nick Bosa, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Morstert. Jimmy G, Solomon Thomas. I mean, that's you almost got half of the the, the offense and defense right there. Um, Paris Campbell for the Colts, Malik Hooker for the Colts, Bruce Irvin for the Seahawks, Byron Jones for the Dolphins, Drew Locke for the Broncos, Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers, Caleb McGray for the Falcons, Joe Noteboom for the Rams, Brandon Scherf for the Washington football team, Isaac. Sumalo for the Eagles, Sterling Shepard for the Giants, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos, Tyrod Taylor for the Chargers, and Tavon Young for the Baltimore Ravens. So we got all of those injuries for week two. So, Shay, to you, which injuries, first of all, stands out? And secondly, which injury do you think is going to affect the team, their team the most? The injury that stands out the most is Saquon Barkley. And I, I think that's pretty much any NFL fan would say the same because this is a guy, no matter if you're a Giants fan or a fan of whoever, you recognize that Saquon Barkley is a beast and he's good for the league. He's entertaining to watch. 
and the Giants just took that from us for no reason at all in a, a wasted season for them, led by Danny Dimes as quarterback. Man, I do. Why do they call him Danny Dimes? Why? <laughs> I, I, My man has I, not. <laughs> I, I, he came out balling to me, the first week. No, 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 no. That's Daniel. This is not right. Danny Dimes. He is Daniel. Daniel Jones. We will refer to him as Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Jones from now on. Until he proves it, then we'll start calling him Danny Dimes. So this organization <clears throat> has taken away a running back that's good for the the NFL as a whole. And to me, it's just it's unforgivable. Uh, you gave him no help, no offensive line, but yet you want him to tote the rock play after play. Uh, had an injury last season, kind of – let him play a little bit after that till he couldn't anymore. And then this year, you basically took away his whole season and then some. So I'm praying for a speedy recovery for, for my man. Hope he comes back 110%, and then I hope he gets the hell out of New York. Um, as far as what team was hurt the most, the 49ers with the loss of Nick Bosa with a torn ACL out for the rest of the season. I don't know how that defense recovers. Man, I agree with you. Um, with both takes, actually. Saquon, man, that guy is, to me, when he was coming out of college, he was a once-in-a-generation running back talent. Like, yeah, we got Zeke. You know, we have uh, Alvin Kamara. And we have a, a host of other good running backs. But I think that Saquon was going to be – he was going to be something special, something different. And with these injuries plaguing him, uh, I hate to see it. Because, you know, <clears throat> the Giants didn't do anything to help him out. The offensive line is garbage. Um, the wide receivers, honestly, they don't have a wide receiver threat. You know, you have Golden Tate, who's on the end of his career. And then you also have Sterling Shepard, who's hurt. Kind of stays hurt, doesn't he? He does. Um, I had a little bit of faith in him this year that he was actually going to do something. But, nah. Um, I call it Dave Gettleman curse. Dave Gettleman curse. Being a Carolina fan, I could not stand Dave Gettleman as a GM because he did the same thing to Cam, if you think about it. Cam had no help surrounding him on the offensive line. Dave Gettleman took Kelvin Benjamin. Let Steve Smith go. Let D'Angelo Williams go. Let Jonathan Stewart go. All of our offense and defense, it was gone because of him. He beefed up the defensive line for sure. He drafted Vernon Butler, man. Vernon Butler. I forgot about that guy. (laughs) <laughs> what? Exactly. Is and that team? No, no, I forgot where he is now, but he uh I think we let him go after after the end of last season or we didn't pick up his option. Yeah. So, Dave Gettleman is known for drafting, you know, the the big guys in the trench. <clears throat> but he doesn't look out for the ones on the other side of the trenches, the offensive line and you know, Cam got hurt because of it and Saquon Barkley now as well. And, you know, I just hope that he he's able to come back from it. You know, um, it's very high risk that it could happen again. And, you know, it could happen to anybody. But for a team that expected so much out of him, <clears throat> I, I wish him all the best and that he gets out of New York. Um, definitely Nick Bosa. <clears throat> Nick Bosa, he's the heart and soul of that defense. He's electrifying to watch. He brought the energy. So, of course, losing your starting quarterback and running back and another defensive lineman, that's that's a blow to your team, but they're coming back. You know, yeah. they're gonna be back this season. You won't have Nick Bosa. He tore his ACL. He brings something that nobody else on that team can bring. And now 
we're looking at the defense is like, all right, who's going to step up in this place? Uh, he was, to me, that X factor. You know, what separates them from other teams? Nick Bosa. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the 49ers go on for uh, the rest of the season without him on the edge. Um, another key injury, especially being Panthers fans, Christian McCaffrey. I um, I never wish injury on on a player. They go out there, they risk their lives every Sunday playing this game that we love to that we love to watch, that we love to enjoy. <clears throat> but being a Carolina fan, um, I ain't too mad at it. You know, I am I'm okay with it. In a rebuild year, I kind of already stated once we let Cam go, and then once we <clears throat> once we started our little rebuild that it was all going to fall on Christian McCaffrey's shoulder. He was going to be our offense. Teddy's come out and done his thing, and, and you know, he's thrown pretty good. DJ Moore is coming along a little bit, and Robbie Anderson has been doing his thing. Um, <clears throat> but even then, we know everybody's on Zen on CMC. And that was going to be our season right there. I think, you know, this was a lost season for us, to be real. Carolina Panthers fans, this is a lost season for us. We're looking forward to next year, you know, and the upcoming draft, drafting hopefully the face of our franchise for the next 10 years and either Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. And having Christian McCaffrey on the field, it doesn't help that because he goes out there and he balls out every Sunday. He helps win games. That's not what we need right now. Uh, we don't need to add more traction onto Christian McCaffrey's legs and body so that way, you know, now he can rest. I, I'd sit him for the whole season if I'm Matt Rule. Send him for the whole season. Have him just come back ready better than ever next season with a fresh face at quarterback. With a fresh face at quarterback, with a defense who's gotten a year of experience underneath their belt and ready to attack the league in 2021. So I'm not mad at the Christian McCaffrey um, injury. Like, I want him to get better. hope he gets better soon, but I want him to stay on the sideline. <clears throat> You pretty much said it all. There's really nothing left for me to add. Uh, uh, same way, you should leave him on the sideline, protect him from himself. Obviously, if you give him the opportunity, he's going to go out and he's going to go and play football because that's what he wants to do. That's what he loves, as any football player would. It's up to the coach and the coaching staff to protect the player. So I'm looking at Matt Rule to do the right thing. You're in your first year, I need you to go ahead and be making good choices uh, for this team going forward. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got to really say about the CMC thing. Get better. Stay on the sideline. Uh, with all these injuries already in week two, just through week two, all these injuries. And, you know, before the season, before the pandemic, there was obviously talks about shortening the preseason and things of that nature. Can we do that now? I don't think so, man. I think it's, it's necessary to have because, you know, not everybody's playing a full game. Mm -hmm. And it gets your body accustomed to football, um, to professional football again. It's it's kind of like I, I I coached middle school wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we had football players who would come over in wrestling, and we explained to them like, "Yo, it's different." You know, even even practicing during wrestling is different because you know you have to go at such a mm -hmm. fast a fast pace, and that's how I look at it as an NFL. You can't just Shorten the preseason and jump into the season without getting your body accustomed to it. 
you know, now more than ever, we're seeing that we need those OTAs, that we need those training caps, that we need preseason. <clears throat> so, nah, I think I don't think that we can we can lengthen the season. I don't think that they should. I'm sticking to what it is. Okay. How do you feel about it? Um, lengthening the season, I don't know. I guess we don't really have any any way to necessarily judge that right now. More so when it comes to, I guess, uh, getting rid of preseason games, which I guess is you get rid of preseason games to lengthen the season. Ah, yeah, I think you gotta you yeah. have to choose one or the other. So you you can't have the regular preseason games and mm. lengthen it. Or... Nah, I think nah. We just gotta get through those four weeks of preseason games. Uh, we we got way too many injuries. So with that, what do you think about maybe extending the season to one game? but getting rid of one preseason game. Because let's be real, okay. that fourth preseason game is just basically let's see if True. you're going to make the team or not. True. So I don't – yeah, I'm not I'm not with it. I'm, I'm all about player safety. Um, you know, thankfully we haven't had any – I don't think we've had any major or even concussion-related injuries for the most part, but more games are going to lead to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nah. But speaking of next season, <clears throat> coaching, who shouldn't be back next? Uh, you know what? Forget even about next season. Who shouldn't even make it through the rest of this season? Like, I understand, you know, it's a little different because everything that's going on and we haven't had as much time to prepare. But so far, like, we've seen a good amount of football in these in these two weeks. So through these two weeks, Shay, what coaches are on the hot seat? For you, there's four coaches on the hot seat: Bill O'Brien with the Houston Texans, Adam Gase with the New York Jets, uh, uh, Dan Quinn with the Atlanta Falcons, and Matt Patricia with the Detroit Lions. These four coaches are definitely on the hot seat. Definitely, definitely might not be around uh, after Black Monday, mm-hmm. but. I think you can make the case of one or two being gone right now. Right now. All right, so cool. Out of those four that you just named for us, who do you think probably shouldn't make it through, let's say, by week seven, they're gone? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. I fired that man today. (laughs) I would have fired that man the day he decided it was a good idea to let DeAndre Hopkins go and – for a I don't want to say washed up. I'm not gonna disrespect my guy David Johnson like that, but for a not the same David Johnson. You're right. He did pretty good the first game yeah. uh, of the season, but after like week two, I ain't hear too much from him. Wow. Yeah. I <clears throat> I get the whole you don't want ownership and players kind of mixing mingling because that undermines the coach. But in this situation, if I was D Hop, I probably would have made a call to the owner. And just like, hey, you know your boy is doing this, right? Like yep. he he's trying to send me to Arizona, right? Um, I agree with you to an extent. Only difficult thing about that is that Bill O'Brien has to either fire himself mm-hmm. or the owner has to fire. Like I will, I don't know what he did to be in a position to be the GM and the coach, but kudos to that man. Whatever he did, whatever kind of 
dirt that he has on the owner of the Texans, good job to him because he could still fire himself and still have a job. Yep. Um, I'm going with uh, Dan Quinn, man. Dan Quinn with the Falcons. He's He's been there since about 2015, I think, or 16. One of, he's been there long enough. He's been there long enough with the talent that he has. Matt Ryan, who's now on the end of his career, but still can produce and has produced through the years. Um, Julio Jones, who's been one of the top receivers, top five receivers ever since he's come in the league. Calvin Ridley, who is an up-and-coming superstar. Uh, I think he's the number one right now in receiving yards all the way through week two. Uh, hey, him. Me too, man. To me too. He's, he's actually – I don't know if it's because people are still keying in on Julio, but he's actually been nah, balling yeah. out. Yeah, I've been calling uh, him that. Julio's not yeah. the guy. He's not in Atlanta anymore. Um, yeah. If I don't know how many years Julio has left, maybe four. Uh, if you're Julio, you asking out of Atlanta or? No, not necessarily. The noise for Calvin really isn't that loud yet. I think guys that really watch the game like me and you have already picked up on it right but I, I don't think he's there yet the hype isn't just that that big of a deal right now so i agree with you because if you take if you take julio out of the equation then that means that they're just going to zone in on Calvin yeah, Ridley. Exactly. and yeah. that proves my point why i think dan quinn probably should be going before the end of the season um if he doesn't turn things around within these next couple weeks let's say they go oh and four these next couple weeks i think he's out of there uh you got Ty Gurley back there as well, who is still a shell of himself, but he's still a talent if you yeah. use him correctly. Uh, as a coach, that's your job. You need to get in his head, get him back to where he is. That's why you brought him to Atlanta. So through the years, um, he hasn't he hasn't gotten to the promised land where he should have with the talent that he's had. You know, so I think Dan Quinn should go. Matt Patricia, uh, don't get me wrong, he's I think he's a better defensive coordinator than he is head coach. He's kind of like a more uh, cleaner version of Rex Ryan. Yeah. You know, you're better as a coordinator, not as much as a head coach. Uh, so I think that he'll, he'll at least finish out the year. Adam Gase, the Jets are going to be the Jets. So I don't think no matter who the coach is right now, with the talent that they have, it's better to stick with him as the coach. He did get Le'Veon Bell hurt, you know, yeah. but. I, I, I got to disagree with you. Yes, the Jets are going to be the Jets, but. As an NFL fan who spends money on their team, whether it be merchandise, attending games, and then you're wasting your time attending these Jets games or watching on TV, you're wasting three to four hours of your life on this, this organization. And to have a coach like Adam Gase, yeah, the Jets are the Jets. They suck. I, the fans know that. But to have a coach that's there that clearly doesn't give a shit about the team is just a, another slap in the face, an unnecessary slap in the face to an already, you know, depressed Jets fan. So I, to me, now I can't, I can't accept Adam Gase remaining on that team just because the Jets are the Jets and we expect them to lose. Like they don't need another slap in the face with the coach that doesn't care and try to trade Le'Veon Bell. Inexcusable. I mean, you know, I don't blame him for trying to trade. If I'm looking at it and I'm Le'Veon, I don't, I'm not mad at you for trying to trade me. Mm -hmm. Get me out of here. <laughs> just, just get me out of here. Um, but I can, I can see your argument for it. I can see your argument for it. Uh, so if you had to rank it in worst one through four, one being the worst coach out of the four, four being the not as bad as everybody else. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is number one. All right. 
and let me say it's it's because it, it goes deeper than this season. He has set that franchise back a couple years. He at did. Least. He did. No matter. It, it's unforgivable. If he gets fired today, whatever coach inherits this team over the next few years exactly. is going to have a mess on his hands. You have no receivers. He screwed over Deshaun Watson. He did. He did. Deshaun got got paid, but at right. what it at what cost? At what cost? Um, all right, cool. Bill O'Brien at four. Who you got at number three? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, number two, my bad. Oh, number, number two, number two. two. Oh, man. Number two, uh, I got to go Adam Gase for the reasons I told you. This is a man that just doesn't give doesn't give a shit, in my opinion, and makes terrible decisions. No, yeah, he does make horrible ones. Like, I, I love to complain about some of the things that Matt Rule has done so far as a Carolina Panthers coach. But then when you look at Adam Gase, I'm just like, you know what? <clears throat> Could be worse. A lot worse. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So then Dan Quinn, I'm I'm going to assume he got number three or Matt Patricia. Dan Quinn. All right. Absolutely I'll, number three. <laughs> He's been there too long. He's definitely going to make it through the season based off the, the owner being a nice guy, having that respect mm. for him. He's going to make it through the season. No one expected Atlanta Falcons to really do anything this year anyway. So Dan is good. You can't just be blowing leads like he did on Sunday. That might speed up the process. But other than that, yeah, he's making it through the end of the season. They're going to go their separate ways as they should, get a new coach. Um, yeah. Easy to say that the Falcons are the Clippers of the NFL. A lot of blow leads. Yeah. Um, and it's important cool. to get your coach in there after this year because – as we already hit on, Matt, Matt Ryan is going to be gone soon, sooner rather than later. So go ahead and get your coach in there and let him get the quarterback that he wants. So with that, um, do you think that Falcons draft the quarterback this year? Man, I, that's what I was telling you I was scared about, them being 0-2 with us because I can see them drafting a the quarterback. So I can I can see them drafting a the quarterback. Uh, the Jaguars possibly drafting the quarterback depending on how it looks. And maybe the Browns or Jets, depending on what their records are looking like. Um, I agree. But it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see how the rest of this this year plays out, and with the coaching firings um, that we expect. Moving on to our MVPs and Super Bowl uh, predictions. Who are your top guys for MVP? In any particular order, or however you want to put it. If you want to give your number one guy and then your runner-ups. Yeah. So my number one guy at this point in time is Russell Wilson. That man is balling out of his mind. I don't know if it's the new baby. Uh, someone told me the reason. Goodies from Sierra have been getting getting to him. Someone, I heard someone say he's never losing to the Atlanta Falcons again because of future. That's why he beat up on them so bad. I don't know what the reason. That man is balling out of his mind. It's undeniable. He has nine touchdowns, uh, over 600 plus yards, only one interception. That was not his fault. That's on my man Greg Olson, former Panthers. That man is balling. He's he's definitely the front runner. Never won the MP- MVP. I guess it never had a vote. Really? So, I thought. Yeah. Like, wow. I thought it was that one year where he. Uh, wow. They yeah. they really disrespected my man Russ. Yeah. So I, I got to go with Russ at this point in time. I don't see anybody really competing with him for it. I mean, Josh Allen is balling. Let me give him his respect. But Russell my Wilson guy. is different. All right. So you got. So I'm gonna jump in real quick since you um 
you threw his name in there, Josh Allen. Um, man, I like this kid. So we talked about Justin Herbert a little bit earlier, coming in young, doing what he's he's been doing. I think Josh Allen spent a little bit of time behind Tyrod Taylor, but when he came in, he he balled. He balled to a, a good rookie and sophomore level uh, that it stood out to me. He ran. He, he can run with the ball. He's a he's not a big quarterback, as in like Ben Roethlisberger big, but he's yeah. big enough that he can take hits. Yeah. He's not afraid of it. Uh, he welcomes it, and he's he's played smart so far. Uh, this season, he has 727 yards uh, against Miami. It was 415 yards and four touchdowns against the Jets, 312 yards and two touchdowns. Now, granted, I know it's the Jets and the Dolphins that they played. Um, but if this is any indication of what it possibly could look like in the future coming down this season, I have Josh Allen as – a very close number two guy, if right behind Russ. Uh, I think that Russ is going to consistently ball. Russ is used to the is used to the amount of talent that he goes up against, you know, and he's he's proven himself. He's won a Super Bowl, yep. you know. Um, so I I think this is Russ's year to win the MVP if he stays healthy. Uh, I have Josh Allen coming in a very very close number two. I I want him to win because I have talked up Josh Allen this whole summer to people and last year. Uh, so I want Josh Allen. I want him to win, but Russ definitely, if if he continues to ball out the way he does, he deserves it. Um, number three, I have to go with my man, Lamar Jackson. Like, I think that I don't think that he's going to be back-to-back reigning MVP. Um, I think he's going to get the ball out to more people, do more things, run a little bit more, run less possibly. Uh, because he wants to win the championship. Yep. So I'm I don't think his aspirations are on MVP. Not at all. Um not saying that you no, know, that's what he was aiming for last year, but this year I think he's more zoned in on doing what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Yep. Who did you have runner ups uh for Russ? So my number two and three are opposite of yours. I got Lamar Jackson number two, Josh Allen number three. Yeah, get on the Josh Allen train. I'm telling you, man. He's balling. I, I mean, he's doing his thing right now. He's not going, going to, to win it. The they are going to win the AFC East. We have a go ahead. Go you ahead. We have a we have a bet. Uh, once again, we both are big Cam Newton fans. Cam Newton's my guy. I will say that. I will always say that. <clears throat> but even now, I believe as someone who watches football and has a pretty good knowledge on it, just from what I've seen. The Bills will win the AFC. Patriots will come in second with Cam. Shea thinks otherwise. Why? I don't know. Uh, he's just he's pulling for Cam. I think that's what it is. And trust me, I'm pulling for Cam too. I'm not mad if he wins the AFC East. I will welcome it. But I am a firm believer that the Bills will do what it takes and they'll win the AFC East this year. So we said the show was going to give you our biased and unbiased <laughs> opinions. <clears throat> I'm choosing my biased opinion on choosing the Patriots. Cam Newton. He's back. He's balling. Everybody counting him out. He got that chip on his shoulder. I watched all the videos in the summertime when he was pissed off, working out, said, y'all fucking doubt me. And now he's back. He got the opportunity. He's in the division that was already – I'm sorry. He's he's on a team in a division that was already king of that division. He's on the Patriots. He's with Bill Belichick, which is my unbiased opinion. 
Bill Belichick will find a way to win this division no matter what Josh Allen does. The man is balling. Josh Allen is here. I love the Bills defense, what they're doing. They're they're top tier. But Bill's going to find a way. That's my unbiased – or, sorry, biased opinion. No, unbiased. Sorry. Bill's going to find a way. All right, so we didn't have this written down to go over with. But since you brought it up and since we didn't talk, we didn't start this at the beginning of the football season, <clears throat> do you think it was Bill or do you think it was Brady? And who's going to have the better season? Bill. You think it was Bill or you think that he's going to have the better season? I think both. I think it was Bill. And I'm not sold on the Bucks yet. I, I did have them making the playoffs uh, before the season. I stand by that. I still see them being a playoff team, but I don't see them going anywhere. And maybe that's not necessarily all on Brady. Um, obviously, they got a lot to work on. The, the chemistry just isn't there yet. A little weird because I thought at least he would have that chemistry with Gronk, and Gronk has been quiet I mean, his first two weeks. And believe me, I know because Gronk is my uh, fantasy tight end. Zero points. Both both weeks. So I thought he would have that chemistry with him at least and get him the ball, but that's not even there. He's not. It's not really clicking necessarily with Mike Evans and uh, Godwin, who didn't play this week, but it's not clicking with those two yet. Uh, I hate they added Leonard Fournette to the division for years to come. That might be an issue. Man, you know, I, defense, I, I, I traded is. him away in my fantasy the, wow. <laughs> just last week. I traded him away. He balls. I, I understand why, because I mean, you talked about it before. We didn't really know what his role was going to be. That's why I was kind of uh, – I hesitated to pick him up. I didn't know necessarily who was going to be the starting running back for the Bucks. I know the the kid, Ronald Jones, or I think that's yeah. his name. I knew he was decent. Uh I, I expected him to get the start. Then you had, obviously, uh, Shady McCoy. I didn't necessarily see him starting, but I knew he still had that role kind of as a scat back a little bit. So I didn't know where uh, Leonard stood. I, I know now. I think we all do now. <laughs> so do you think that he's going to take over the starting position, the starting role? <sighs> Let me get another week because I got to remember so, our running de- our run defense is not that good. Yeah, so that's 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 my <laughs> thing. I, I know he's definitely the number two guy. McCoy dropped too many balls yeah. this past week. So he, he opened up room for Leonard Fournette to come in and take over. Now, granted, it was against us and the Carolina Panther defense once again. We're young. We're young. You probably can't name at least five defensive players starting right now. Um, but we're, we're young. And so I want to see him against a better a better run-stopping team. You know, I still think that he's going to be solidified number two back, and then we'll see what Ronald Jones does. Um, I agree with you with that. You know, I think it was I think it was always Bill with a sprinkle of Brady. Bill is a mastermind. And, you yep. know, people are saying, well, they're going to run Cam into the ground, this, that, or the other. If you think about it, like, if you know this, if you realize that if Cam continues to run, that he's going to get hurt, don't you think Belichick already knows that? I got Cam through for 397 yards Sunday. He, I will not, Cam balled out on Sunday. He threw passes that I was like, I'm sorry, is this Cam? Yeah. He, so Cam, Cam's going to be able to stay in the pocket and his throwing is going to continue to progress. Bill finds ways to win. Um, I'm not a I'm not a believer in Bruce Arians. That's why I don't believe in Tampa Bay. Cool. Um, all right. So Super Bowl picks. All right. So who 
you know what? Let's start off. Who do you have in the AFC uh, championship and the NFC championship? In the AFC championship, I have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. In the NFC race, I have I want to do this. I have sandwich chest. I just want to get home field advantage right, but I have Seattle Seahawks versus the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. Ooh, so Green Bay with the home field advantage. All right, who's coming out victorious? Who who's meeting up for the Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers makes it out of Lambeau Field. The cold is just too much for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I'm uh, sorry. Wait, wait. I'm going to stop you right there. The Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, the cold in Green Bay, is going to be too much for a team from Seattle. That's one factor. That's one All right. Factor. Okay. I thought both of them were kind of fairly cold, yeah, but, you know, yeah, it might be a little different different levels of coldness. Yeah. All right. I mean, how many teams really just go into Lambeau and come out victorious yeah, around that time it. of year? I mean, Russell's doing his thing. He's going to ball out. But, like I said, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's got Aaron Jones. So, Aaron to Aaron. And then uh, – Wait, random. Has anybody done a Lambo leap yet this season yes, without the fans being they there? Did, they did. I saw, right. it. I saw it this week. I don't know if they did in week one. I definitely saw it in week two. Man, right. I'm thinking fans might be back by that time. All right. I know there was like a there was there were there were quite a few uh, teams that they named that could have fans in October. Yeah. So Green Bay might have been one of those teams. I can definitely see that happening. So, uh, yeah, Green Bay wins that game, makes it to the Super Bowl, and then they go against the winner of the AFC, which will be the Kansas City Chiefs coming back back to back. Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> Back to back. All right. So in, the, in your scenario, does Aaron Rodgers prove why they shouldn't have drafted a quarterback in this previous draft? Or does Patrick Mahomes win back to back Super Bowl titles? Patrick Mahomes wins back to back Super Bowl titles. Wow. Just because no fault of Aaron Rodgers at all. No fault at all. Okay. Just, I, I guess you can blame his coach, actually. Because what it's going to come down to is the Kansas City Chiefs having more weapons. Patrick Mahomes having a tight end, receiver after receiver, speed everywhere. Uh, the rookie running back that they got. It was Alaire. Thank you. Him. It's just going to be too much. Like you're asking okay. too much for Aaron Rodgers in the biggest game to, to do it by himself against that team uh, and to go against that defense with only hopefully – a healthy Devontae Adams. Cool. And, and Aaron Jones, obviously, Aaron doing Jones. his thing out of the back. Balling. But just Balling. it's not enough when we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, back-to-back. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and why I asked you, you know, the, the AFC and the NFC championships and, and showdowns, um, my picks are the opposite of yours. I have Russell Wilson – and the Seattle Seahawks beating the Green Bay Packers. I have Baltimore Ravens and beating out uh, Patrick Mahomes for that Super Bowl, um, that Super Bowl position. You know, it's hard for a quarterback. You know, we haven't really seen we haven't seen a quarterback whose name 
is it Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. win back to back Super Bowls in our in our in our lifetime. Um, so I think it's going to be hard for Patrick Mahomes to to repeat. Uh, I have faith in Andy Reid. I like I've always loved Andy Reid as a coach ever since he was with Philly and had Donovan McNabb. I think that they should have won one then. Um, but I think that John Harbaugh, Harbaugh and Lamar are going to get it done uh, and go to the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, you mentioned the rookie running back and, you know, Edwards, Larry Claire. Um, and he's he's dope running back. He did his thing at LSU. He's come in the first first game of the season. He did great last game. Didn't do so well. Uh, but Baltimore also has a rookie running back in J.K. Dobbins, and I'm an Ohio State fan as well. Uh, so I'm going to go with my Ohio State guy in this one. So mixing the those young legs with the veteran leadership of Mark Ingram still on the team, Lamar getting another year under his belt, enjoying himself, balling out, uh, not making, you know, the team not making some of the mistakes that they did last year, not relying on Lamar's running game too much, but spreading the ball around. I think that they're going to be able to overcome Kansas City. You know, as the season goes on, I think that Kansas City is not necessarily going to start to figure out Kansas City, but they'll teams learn how to adjust, how to get better against yeah. Kansas City. You know, you can't just stop Patrick Mahomes. You know, you just can't stop him. Uh, but if you can limit to what he does, then I think you'll be fine. If you take away everybody else, you know, like we mentioned earlier, you know, um, your boy uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, if you cover him, he's been dropping the balls all for the past two weeks. Whether well, there's a continuation throughout the rest of the season. So I have them beating out Kansas City Chiefs. I have Russ in the gang beating out Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers, that bad, bad man that he is. But even then, as bad as he is, I don't think that he has enough weapons. Um, I have to look at their games a little bit more closely, go back and look at some of the highlights and look at the defense and see how the defense is looking. But if the defense isn't going to be able to stop Russ, DK, Carsons, um, I forgot. Did they say Tyler Lockett? Or, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, who's still, who's still can ball. Um, I don't see Green Bay stopping them. And like you said, I think it comes down to the coaching, too. I don't like and trust Green Bay's coach. Everything to me falls on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. He's gonna have to carry the team. He's gonna be able to carry them up to the NFC, uh, you know, championship yeah, game. Right. But unfortunately, like he'll ball out. But it's gonna take more than just him. And I don't think that the rest of the team is gonna step up. Um, and plus, in in the way the season is going with limited practices and limited time uh, in the off season and no preseason, it's gonna take you know. It's going to take some veterans to get there, like already being there. Russ has already been there. Lamar hasn't, but John Harbaugh has. Mark Ingram has. Um, they know what it takes to get there, and I think that they will has get Mark there. there? With oh, the Saints? He didn't get there with the Saints? No, no. No, it wasn't with the Saints? No. I thought he might have been. Okay, Saints maybe not. Been. What was the last time the Saints won Super Bowl? Was it? When, when they won 2000. What was that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that Mark. I thought Mark Ingram was with them when they when they won. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have my facts right. But either way, I think you know with Mark Ingram back there as a veteran running back and fresh legs and J.K. Dobbins, um, they get that job done. Ultimately, my Super Bowl winner. Uh, I wouldn't be mad with either one of them because I love Russ. I love Lamar. I want. 
Lamar to be able to shut up all of the doubters, all the naysayers by getting his ring as early as he as he can. And with that, I think this would be his year getting his first Super Bowl ring of possibly two to three to come. So I'm I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens led by Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh to win the Super Bowl. Get it. I got no issue with that at all. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and get our week three picks in. So I'm about to read off our list of, of teams balling this week, starting off with the Dolphins versus the Jags, which is currently going on our Thursday night game. First of all, I don't know who decided like, hey, on a primetime Thursday night game, let's put the Jags and the Dolphins on. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Why? Why? Uh, but anyway, Shane. Yeah, so far, so far, so good. Uh, like we said earlier, you know, we planned on having this show done by now, but uh, technical difficulties we're recording while the game's going on. Uh, but we're going to get these picks in anyway. So, Shay, Dolphins versus Jags. I had the Jags, who are currently down, but still in it. Uh, Minshew Mania seems to be a real thing, at least for this season. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He may ball out. He may throw 10 interceptions. I thought this was going to be one of those games where he – Throws 10 interceptions. Uh, that does not seem to be the case, but either way, the Jags are still in it, and I'm going to stick with my pick with Ben Mania and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cool. I had the Dolphins, same reason why you uh, why you went against them. I went for them. Uh, Fitz Magic, you never know what you're going to get. Like you said, he's had two down weeks. It's, it's time for him to ball out. You know, I think that he has a good game, you know, one game out of four games are good, and I think this is his game, especially against the Jags, who really don't have an identity. Even behind Minshew, um, they still don't have an identity. Uh, if Leonard Fournette was on the team, then that'd be a different story. All right, Bears versus Falcons. Bears. I, I don't think – one, let's let's give it up for the Bears defense. Even though they don't have all the pieces they had a year or two ago, they're still a, a defense that needs to be recognized. Put a little bit of respect on their name. They still got Khalil Mack. Um, other than that, I think on the other side of the ball, you got the Atlanta Falcons, who were still trying to figure out what the hell occurred last Sunday. Uh, I believe hangovers are a real thing on and off the field. Uh, they're definitely going to come come out with the hangovers. Uh, I feel like some trust has been broken. I feel like we need to figure out – they're trying to figure out what guys don't know the rules of the game yet, who needs to be fired now, who's getting fired later. Uh just a lot of a lot of questions with the Atlanta Falcons right now against a Bears team that's possibly a playoff team. I don't know. We can get into that another time. I'm gonna go with the Bears. Ooh. Wow, sorry, I just got distracted by that play. Sack on Minshew on a fourth and six with a minute left in the second. I mean, um, you know, I I would be all for the Falcons losing. I'm perfectly fine with that. And I do believe in the in the hangover as well. And, you know, there's definitely some division probably going on in the locker room. Um, but I think because of the pressure that's going to be on, this is a this is a um, must-win game. They have to win this. They're going against Mr. Trubisky, who you don't really know what you're getting out of him yet, even though this is his third, fourth year in the league. You still don't know what you're getting out of Mitch. Um, I think that – they're able to put up, you know, some numbers on the Bears defense outside of Khalil Mack. And I think they get their first win of the season. Um, Washington football team versus the Browns. Browns. The Browns. Washington football team still trying to figure it out. They got a uh, – well, I mean, 
they got their quarterback of the future, uh, but I mean, he's still fairly new, fairly still trying to figure things out. Uh, new coaching staff, Ron Rivera. Uh, prayers to him going through what he's going through. Definitely. Off the, field. Um, the Browns coming off that win against the the Bengals. I'm not going to call it a big win, but coming off that win against the Bengals, I feel like their talent just is too much for the Washington, Washington football team. I agree as well. Um, the same reason why I had them beating the Bengals, I have them beating the Washington football team. Um, although uh, my guy on the end, um, Chase, Young. Chase Young, is a is a beast. Be a is a beast, and I think he's gonna have. I, I think he's gonna have at least two sacks on Baker Mayfield. Um, but I think that the Browns still get it done. Uh, Nick Chubb has a great game. And I believe that Odell goes off once again. He has a hundred yard game and at least one touchdown. Uh, so I'm definitely going. I'm not going for them, but I have the Browns winning. Um, Rams versus Bills. Biased opinion, Rams. Because you want the Bills because to I, lose. I need the Bills to lose because I have New England winning the AFC East. Unbiased opinion, Rams. Aaron Donald is. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Donald is a problem, man. Uh, just too much. Honestly, should be considered a, a MVP candidate at this point in time. When's the last time a, a defensive player won NFL MVP? Wow, that's a good I mean, question. Just throwing that out there. But anyways, he should be considered. Uh, he's going to ball out, be way too much for your guy, Josh Allen. Wow. Um so we have two defensive players who have ever won the uh, MVP, Allen Page in 1971 as a defensive tackle, and the latest one, Lawrence Taylor as a linebacker in 1986. Jeez. So it's been a long time. I don't, I don't know if we're gonna see uh, in the, you know, in the era of quarterbacks that we have now. I don't think that we'll see a defensive player win um, NFL MVP. Although I would love to see it because Aaron Donald balls out every single Sunday and is a beast. I literally saw him choke slam a man uh, coming off the line. Yes. And uh, even with that and Jalen Ramsey over at the cornerback, I'm going with the Bills. I don't think that the Rams has enough have enough offense. They definitely have the defense to run with the Bills, but I don't think that they have enough offense. I'm not sold on Jerry Goff. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, he does his thing, yeah. but um, – I'm I'm just not sold on Jared Goff yet, so I'm I'm gonna go Bills on this one. Uh, Titans versus Vikings. Titans. Vikings are 0-2. Uh, surprising to me. I, I honestly thought this team would be a playoff team. Uh, defensively, they well they had it. Anthony Barr was also on that injury list now for the season. But I mean, other than that, they still they still have a pretty good defense. I don't know what's going on with Kirk Cousins. It's the same thing that we saw early last season. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to go with Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry, they're going to get the job done. I agree with you. Um, with last week's game, the Titans coming close with the Jags. I think they get it together this game, and they, they beat the Vikings. I think the Vikings fall to 0-3. They are a team who I am skeptical about also getting the top, uh, top five pick and possibly taking one of our quarterbacks if we don't get it. Uh, but I do think – you know, after this week, they'll they'll win a couple games. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely taking the the Titans with this one. Raiders versus Patriots. Patriots. Uh, Cam, Bill Belichick, get it done. 
even though shout out to the Raiders on their big win Monday night, Josh Jacobs, he's looking like a problem. This has been my first year ever since he's been in the league that I have not had him yeah. on my fantasy <laughs> team. And it hurts. It hurts. It's like a family member is gone. Um, but cool. I, I agree with you on that one. Biased and unbiased. I'm pulling for Cam to win this one. Uh, I'm not a fan of Derek Carr. I don't think that he's a good quarterback. So he's the best I, car in the NFL to ever play in the NFL. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and that and that's saying something. Uh man, it's not and that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think he missed he missed too many opportunities in this last game, even though they did edge out the Saints. Uh Michael Thomas's Saints. Um, I think that he missed he definitely missed a few open receivers. Uh he held the ball too long, causing so many sacks last week. So I think that uh Bill Belichick is going to key in on that. Cam is going to win the win the game with his throwing. Uh, Rex Burkhead, I think, is going to have a good game running and catching. I uh, hope so, too, because I just added him to my fantasy league. Uh, so I'm going with the Patriots with that one. 49ers versus Giants. Oof. I, I'm still going Niners. Uh, yeah. That should be interesting to watch. I mean, I don't I don't know if Jimmy G is even playing. Uh, I believe he's still out not practicing, but Obviously, the Giants, without Saquon, even with Saquon, i probably have them getting the L. So, I'm going with the Niners. Going with the Niners. I'm with yeah. you, too. Uh, you know, injury play, 49ers, I still think they have enough to get it done against the Giants, who have ultimately nothing. Um, so, I think that they will. Um, I know that, you know, they – who's uh, – what was the guy we had cornerback last year? Went up to New York. Oh man, I'm having a brain fart. Oh, uh, uh, uh. yep, him. Bradbury. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, Bradbury. I think that he's gonna have a. Uh, I think he's gonna have like a nice little, nice little game. But ultimately, uh, the San Francisco has more talent than New York because New York has no talent at all. So I'm definitely going with the 49ers in that pick. Um, whether Jimmy G plays or not. All right. Bengals versus Eagles. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Somebody's got to win, right? Somebody does. Um, wow. Who did I? Wow. It says here you got the Eagles I pick to win this one. Eagles, but I mean, uh, wow. The Eagles really haven't won a game. Uh, Joe broke balls out. Give the Eagles. Man, I, I'm I'm thinking Joe Burrow finally gets his first NFL win, man. I know it's a toss-up for this one. Like, you could go either way. But I'm rolling with Joe. He's had two solid weeks. He's due for a win. I think it comes week three versus the Eagles. But just like week two, he doesn't necessarily need the win. Carson Wentz, like Baker, Baker Mayfield, needs to win. He does. So that I agree. I gotta, I'm going to go with. Just because he needs the win doesn't mean that they're going to win, though. Baker won. He, that no, Baker didn't win. True. The team won. True. Uh, all right. Texans versus Steelers. 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 Definitely. Um, Big Ben being back this year, although he, you know, he has Juju Smith, Schuster, and I forgot what the other receiver's name is. I still don't think he has a a completely solid number one wide receiver. He doesn't. Um, but that defense is still. That's still his defense. And I think that they're going to ball out against a wide receiverless Texans team. Uh, they're going to be able to contain David and Duke Johnson. And the Steelers will take that victory. Uh, Jets versus Colts. Uh, 
this one should be easy. It's Colts. Colts all the way. We Phillip Rivers is yeah. gonna chop up the Jets. Panthers versus Chargers. I wrote down Chargers. Man, we had a lot of fights in that second half. Uh, I'm going with Chargers. I'm going to stick with the Chargers. You sticking with the Chargers? I am. I'm going with the Chargers as well. Not just because I want us to lose as many games this right. year as possible, but um, I think it's it's going to be great getting the rookie in there for the Chargers. He's going to get some more experience with the not so. I don't want to say not so talented, but uh, young, very young Carolina Panthers team um, who still needs some experience. So I think that he's going to go in there. He's going to be able to ball out with Keenan Allen. I think their run game is really going to kill us, and the Chargers take the victory in that one. Lions versus the Cardinals. 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 Kyler uh balling out with the – Are you are you a believer in Kyler Murray? As far as what? Uh, do you think he's going to be a, a very solid NFL quarterback? That's tough to call right now. <laughs> um, we know he's a smaller guy. Yeah, that – wow. I mean, I don't think we've seen anybody that size do it right. I mean – How far is he off of Russell Wilson's site? I'd have to look into it. I'm not sure. But, um, I mean, he's – I think with the with DeAndre Hopkins and the right talent, yeah, he gets it done. You think that with yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, he's he's able to get it done? Yeah, it seems like a match made in heaven. I mean, hey, I don't know what quarterback wouldn't want a DeAndre Hopkins on their team. Like he automatically makes you better. Wow. So Russ is five ten and Colin Murray. No, Russ is five eleven. Colin Murray is five ten. Wow. So just one inch off. Um. Wow, I want to say the Lions get their first win of the season, but I don't – you know what? I'm going off the cuff here. I'm going with the Lions. I think the Lions are going to win this wow. one. Um, Kyle Murray is, is great with his legs. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I think they may have an issue with getting the ball off, and I don't think Kyle is going to be able to run it as much as he has so far. Uh, that's my hot take for this week for that one. I'm on the fence about it, but I'm going to stand by, by my thoughts. Um, Buccaneers at Broncos. Broncos. Wow. I guess that will be my hot take. I'm just – yeah, I'm not a believer in the Bucks like that. Like I said, I believe they're a playoff team, but they're going to have their hiccups. And I think this is one of those games that they should win, but they won't. Wow. Um I have the Bucks. You know, we talked about Brady a little bit earlier, and the the team's not clicking just yet. Although him and Mike Evans had a solid day together, um, I think Godwin comes back this week. So I think that the Bucks will light up a Von Millerless Broncos defense and take the win. Uh, Cowboys versus Seahawks. 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 This goes against my Super Bowl prediction because they'll lose this game, but I think the Cowboys find a way to beat the Seahawks. I think that their defense is a little bit slept on just because everything hasn't clicked yet for them in the second week uh, of the season. But I want the Seahawks to win, but I have a feeling that the Cowboys are going to are gonna just edge them out. Absolutely not. That defense <laughs> will not have it figured out uh, by Sunday. Packers versus Saints. Packers. Packers going against Drew Brees. Why do you think Packers are being the Saints? I mean, regardless, I'd already have the Packers beating the Saints just because Aaron Rodgers is balling. Drew Brees isn't balling. Um, 
but also looks like now they might be without Michael Thomas again. I'm not sure. Maybe they have him, but regardless, I'm still going to ride with the Packers and Rodgers gets it done. Uh, I think Drew Brees and the Saints are going to win this one. Uh, I think the defense is going to be able to get to to Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to be able to contain the two offensive weapons that he has. They pull out the win. Last but not least, Chiefs versus Ravens. Originally, I had the Chiefs, but, I mean, we encountered some Lamar hate early in the week, and I'm just I'm, – I'm a believer now. I mean, I've always been a believer in right. Lamar, but I'm saying I, I'm just on that train now. And I, I, I can see him getting it done early in week three against the Chiefs, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. Cool. I got the Ravens beating the Chiefs as well This on this uh, upcoming Monday night football game. Should be a great one, actually, one for the ages. The yeah. two young bloods, the futures of this league going at it. So I have the Ravens beating the Chiefs Monday night football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys rocking with us for, what, maybe like an hour, hour and a half yeah, now, man. close to it. Um, you know, we look forward to talking more about sports the NFL with you next week. Let's see what happens in week three. See which predictions come true, uh, which takes are correct. And we'll see you guys next week. Uh, my name is Wayne. I'm Shay. And we appreciate you rocking with us on No Man's Land from the 50-yard line. Yep.